0: We live,
1: baby. Punkos Pop Culture. Hey guys, this is Claire. And this is Nikki. And you are listening to Punkos Pop Culture. It is January 20th in the year of our Lord. 2020, new year, same us, probably same us, <laughs>
0: <laughs> except for we are going to actually consistently put out the podcast, we're gonna try, we're gonna do our best, <laughs> try real hard, we're gonna hopefully last more than four episodes, so to all of our um, faithful fans, faithful all, fans three of them. all dedicated <laughs> to like the production of this, thank you, and we're back, sorry it's been so long, so long. So I thought it was interesting. I had the idea. I mean, I've I've missed doing this a lot, but I thought it would be interesting to do this again because me and Claire once again got into a vicious argument about the Oasis versus Smith <laughs> argument. Got to the point where Claire was literally screaming in older men's faces.
1: <laughs> so yeah. Like also, Nikki got a new laptop, so she just really wanted to flex. <laughs> what? What does that have to do with you fucking trimming the other night? No, I'm saying the reason we restarted oh, the Oh, yes,
0: yes, 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 yes. I got a MacBook Pro, thinking that it will help me be more creative and very expensive vessel, but, like,
1: I'm, I'm willing to try it. Mm-hmm. So tonight we wanted to talk about music myths, music legends, stuff that we've heard over the years. It's like kind of cool, like probably isn't true, but like it's fun to talk about. It's kind of um, like the Wizard of Oz. Right, like the Wizard of Oz. But all that's definitely true. Um, Was so, there really a
0: midget swinging in the background of that one Oh, scene? for sure. <laughs> Wait, why is that one true and not just fun to talk about? <laughs>
1: Because, dude, that whole production was so messed up. The way they treated Judy Garland. Yeah, well, they were like, they made Judy dirty. (laughs) Like, rip Judy. (laughs) Um, That whole production was just, I mean, great movie, classic. No one's arguing with me about that, I hope.
0: Right?
1: No. No, I love The Wizard of Oz, but I'm just saying, like, I feel like.
0: All the stuff that we're going to discuss tonight is, like, equally as, like, outlandish. So, I just want to know, like, where you got your, like, yeah. solid, reputable Oz facts. <laughs> oh, oh,
1: like the dark web. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, I remember one time I was staying at my grandma's house. I was, like, 13, and this was, like, 15 years ago. So, there wasn't much in the way of, like, you just had to watch what was on cable. It was just, that's what it was. It was just right. cable. Or you could, like, watch a DVD. Spoil. Yeah. So my grandma doesn't have, like, cool cable channels, and she didn't really have any, like, you know, Pineapple Express DVDs. So I watched The Wizard of Oz, and I, I'd seen it, you know, a bunch of times before then, but, like, for some reason... It just hit different. It's It hit different when I was 13, and I started, like, when... And I have this thing, and I, I think I've talked about it before on here. Whenever I get super into into something whether it's like a band a movie a book a topic a conspiracy theory i just like research the hell out of it and like find everything wow (laughs) (laughs) nikki told me before we started make sure your phone's off and her phone just went off in the middle of the wizard of oz sorry about that
0: um just want to give a quick quick shout out to my boyfriend rob perna for making us pizza while we're
1: doing this homemade pizza yeah pretty fucking slabs Yeah, so anyway, yeah, I was watching The Wizard of Oz at my grandma's. I don't know if I was, like, there for the weekend, super bored. Anyways, I just researched, like, everything about the movie and, like, all the weird stuff about, like, how if you start playing Dark Side of the Moon from, like, a certain point in the record. I forget if it's backwards or regular, but, like, apparently (laughs) it all lines up. And um, apparently there's, like... One of the little people, we don't say midget anymore, Nikki. Oh. One of the little people that they used for the um, lollipop kids was like hanging in a tree. Uh, there was something about the scarecrow. There is mid stuff. I know, I'm like forgetting you all You already of said it. the dark side of the moon, right? Yeah. Yeah, right, right. All right, well. Anyway. That is Ren's course. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we started thinking about that, and then we started thinking about how there's like a bunch of music, urban legend urban legends and music myths, as well sure. as, in addition to, <clears throat> the Wizard of Oz. So the first one I thought of is Robert Johnson. He's, like, a old blues player from, like, the 20s or the 30s. And the the urban legend was that he met the devil at a crossroads in Georgia, maybe, and sold his soul to the devil so that he could be, like, the best blues player of all time, which... Is documented on Wikipedia as being the urban legend, so... It must be true. It must be true. (laughs) But we were talking to Nikki's boyfriend about this, who knows a lot about music, and he was saying the plausible explanation is, like, back in that day, you just literally had to go to, like, a different city every night to, like, just start playing. So he was like, he's probably at home, started playing, he was like, okay, went away for a year, and came back and was really good, and everyone was like, whoa, you clearly sold your soul to the <laughs> devil to get that good in a year. Which is interesting. And which brings us to the question of, would you sell your soul to the devil? <laughs> and if so, what for? Like, what what would, you, what would be that one thing that you would sell your soul to the devil for? I know what mine would be, but I'm not going to say it because then it won't come true. Is that, so we're not
0: actually talking about that? That is a uh, rhetorical question. Something for the listeners to take home.
1: Yeah. Just okay. think about tonight. Think about it. Yeah.
0: Well, I immediately thought of, when talking about selling souls, <laughs> and this is one of my favorite topics to talk about on any platform. I get so sick of it. In any setting, um, it's Lady Gaga selling her soul. She, like, also to the devil or to someone but else? But she, docu- like, she went on record to say she was at this club as a backup singer in... Some like super hot, but like not even like super hot. Like in a way that you would think he was just like perfect hot, like all like suited up, came like approached her while she was smoking a cigarette and was like, "I'll make a deal with you." And she fucking sold herself for fame. She blew the motherfucker up, and research MK Ultra. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but explain and to people who that I is. <laughs> fucking no! I'm just saying. Like I'm not gonna go into all that. Because, like, that's a lot, but I'm just saying, like, she straight up said it now. Whether she was trying to be, like, weird metaphorical, but, like, if you look up uh, conspiracy theories surrounding um, the Super Bowl, when she, the last time she fucking performed, people were tripping. They, like, took it all the way to, like, exact chapters in the Bibles of what she was doing. Di- oh, yeah, dude, they went hard. But that's all outlandish stuff even though i believe all of it just for shock value i'm just saying she is a shape-shifting lizard in the illuminati and
1: uh that's a myth but not really i don't believe it nikki won't even let me play lady gaga in the car no, because <laughs> i don't want so her mad. infiltrating right because she's the only one who bro. sold no i won't the listen devil. to fucking beyonce either she sold her soul to the devil too I thought she was in the Illuminati. She is, but she also sold her soul. You the have devil. to
0: make pacts with the devil to be in the Illuminati. That's like different than Satanism. And I'm not saying like the devil as like this like Archaeotype? Yes, archetype. That's like the Illuminati and like the practices they do. That's some like dark magic shit. Okay, I'm.
1: Yeah. Gonna- <laughs> We're gonna go on to the next one, <laughs> which is one of my favorite ones uh, about the Rolling Stones song Gimme Shelter. Um, there's this one part in the song where um, the female vocals she's singing, it's just a shot away and her voice cracks a little. And you can. She's just getting it. Yeah, she's getting it. And you can hear Mick Jagger in the background saying, woo! Right afterwards. So the urban legend is that. Um, They were recording this song. It was like super late, like past midnight. And they all of a sudden were like, we need this chick to do the vocals. So they called her up. And obviously no one's going to say no to the Rolling Stones at this time. So she came down. She was super pregnant, um, did, did the track and then had a miscarriage, allegedly because the vocals were so strenuous on her body that she literally miscarried like in the next couple days. That's always one of my favorite. Not be obviously not because of the miscarriage, but because of just the intensity and the passion that's in the song, and especially in her track of that song. I don't know. It's just cool, cool to think about. She definitely had a miscarriage. Whether or not it's was from that's true. The miscarriage is true. That checks out. Yeah, because that's like a normal thing, but whether it's from singing that part, which isn't even that crazy. Like, you can have miscarriages for, like, stress.
0: No, for sure, but I just didn't know if we found out that she actually had a miscarriage. I mean,
1: I think so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Probably. And just want to say that all these myths that we're talking about are, like, super loose interpretations of what it actually happened, so, like, I invite you to go, like, actually research these things we just kind of make a judgment call and based on
1: whether it entertains us or not her name was mary clayton okay from new orleans Mm-hmm. Ah, that checks out devil what <laughs>
0: what the fuck does she have to do with the devil most notably singing
1: her in her duet with mick jagger on the rolling Stones song gimme shelter and there's nothing about death in there so it's all right happened. i'm just saying hold on let's look on wikipedia the most
0: Historical. reputable <laughs> personal life Miss Karen look Ridge. like but she's st- <laughs> <laughs> look
1: looks at her, like her she's still glasses alive. I didn't say she died. It said her baby died. I'm so confused. What do you mean? Do you know what a miscarriage is? Yeah. <laughs> so why would she be dead? Why would you just know. assume I she's thought dead? That when was like Keith Richards is <laughs> propped up on stills. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, here we go. This is from the LA Times, which is actually a good source. For Clayton, the gloom is gone. Mary Clayton's spine-chilling vocal on the Rolling Stones' Gimme Shelter is one of the most famed in 60s rock, but the 1969 classic brings back painful memories to Clayton. The physical strain of the intense duet with Mick Jagger resulted in a m- miscarriage after the session. Um, Dude, he was probably fucking, like,
0: <laughs> screaming at her to, like, do it Perfect.
1: So, audiences' frequent requests for Gimme Shelter might sting like salt in an old womb. Clayton, who performs at the Gardenia Room on Friday, says she was buoyed by her religious upbringing in combating the loss. That was a dark, dark period for me. But... Alright, so it happened. Yeah. Okay. Blah, 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 blah. Church, new new album. So, that one's... That one's the only one that we know that actually checks out, even relatively. Yeah. Because it's a lot... More believable than you sold your
0: soul to the devil. (laughs) It's a lot more rooted in facts. Um, But speaking of Gimme Shelter, we may have gone over this on the last podcast, but I don't know that I ever put it out regardless. We went to go see the Stones over the summer. Yeah. And it was supposed to, like, pour all day and all night. It didn't. It held off like it. You could tell it was gonna rain at some point for sure. It was like misting here and there, but like it held off the whole time, and then "Give Me Shelter" came on. <laughs> Dude, Ooh. so Ooh. it starts like I'll just never forget. I was like looking out. It's like completely dark out now, and the song's starting to pick up. They're going into the uh, the course, the first course, and like the wind just picks up, and like the mist is like blown in my face, and then i don't know if it's the same john that came out no the
1: girl that sang this was like 20 or 30 right right it was like 80 all
0: right well the john came out to sing the part that we were just talking about uh the painful duet and (laughs) as she was like killing it like she really did as she was killing it the rain just started
1: like picking up and it was like a crazy like perfect
0: storm for. because she was wearing
1: this like little red number with fringe and I think like a red leather jacket and it was just like whipping the fringe back Dude and, like the, she was like the wind was just crazy in that moment but before they had started it like all night like it was kind of like misting on and off drizzling but this was like the first time it had really like steadily started coming down and Mick Jagger was like oh this song fits perfectly and like the, the graphics in the background that they like They have up behind the band is just fucking sick. Like, the whole thing was just, like, perfect. But honestly, whoever that girl was, so good. It was just, it was an experience that, like, gives me chills to think about. And you really had to see it to do it any justice. But I will never forget that. Also the whole concert. But, like, also how people... Can we just talk about a little concert etiquette on the subject? Okay, if you're at a concert, especially at the Rolling Stones, where you know people play a lot, pay a lot of money to see, and regardless, if you're if, if you're at a place that there's actual seats, first of all, don't be getting up every five minutes. Just don't. Listen, I get it, I have a small bladder, I have to go to the bathroom a lot, whatever even i don't have to get up that much. The people in front of us had a group of like what, 15. It was a lot. It was a lot of people. And, and they, they were like in the middle
0: cuz it was at the link for those Yeah. for those local and for those non-local the link is it's, a
1: stadium. It's a football stadium. So, so it's big and our seats weren't great to begin with. Right, but we were on the end of a row. And yeah. these people were all, like, 15
0: deep in the middle of a row. Yeah. So they literally have to, like, put their butt in your face every time. And they, they
1: got up probably throughout the show. At least five 10, times. Five to ten times. And in the middle of songs, which is like, okay, if you're going to get up, fine. I get it. You have to go to the bathroom. You got to get a drink. If you're, You you got to get up at some point. <laughs> we get it. Don't get up in the middle of the song wait till the song's over because you if you're an adult even if you have to go to the bathroom so bad you can hold it till the end of the song and i was so excited to hear Mick jagger whisper angie in angie when he goes let me whisper in your ear angie because i just think that I'll, first of all it's a great song and i just find that so funny i don't know when he does that and I was like, I just want to watch him do that. And literally, as that moment happened, these people get up in front of me to go get, like, their 17th Stella Artois or whatever of the night. And I was like, dude. What you- a trash beer, by the way. <laughs> Stella.
0: <laughs> I can't believe people still drink that for fun and, like, for pleasure. I've never had one, so I don't know.
1: It's trash. Well, it has a cool name. But I was so upset there was, remember the old people next to us who were just kind of like, I feel like at first they were like, oh, who are these young bucks? But then they like knew that we were like actual real fans because we were like sitting and dancing and we just looked at them and like shook our heads. Like, look at these people in front of us. These fucking people. Getting up like, like it's no thing. And it is a thing. It's a thing. Wait the- till the song's over. My mom. Like I talked to my mom up, about bro. it. Go
0: stand in the fucking back.
1: Yeah, get a pay for a club box. Be rich. <laughs> Why don't you be rich and pay for a club box? I talked to my mom about it. Shout out, mom. She was. Yeah. She's one of our three listeners. <laughs> Love you, Maureen. Sorry for cursing. I'm not. Just kidding. don't
0: curse. like ever.
1: Um, she said I should have complained to the ushers or said something to the ushers. Like, hey, can you tell those people to like. Yeah, but they're not like theater
0: ushers. They're yeah, they all... are. They're
1: even more intense. What do you mean? When the ushers there, they're like they're standing watching for people yeah, to like skip watching seats. For idiots
0: in Philadelphia to like beat each other with and batteries. also
1: to be rude and interrupt Angie. Right.
0: <laughs> so to wrap up the show tonight, um, and speaking of music myths. Me and Claire have always worked on Amy Winehouse's Wake Up Alone, me on guitar, her lovely vocals. So we decided that's how we're going to end our first podcast back. And uh,
1: this is the segue we recorded and the actual recording. Did you hear her dad try to... She tried to go to rehab and her dad was like, you'll be fine. And so she didn't and then she died. Anyway, here's one. <laughs> that's the segue.
0: <laughs> <laughs> one.
1: Thanks for tuning in, guys. I know it's been a while, but we're back. Thanks for being back with us. Thanks. Bye.